Why do 100% of trailblazers have stories worth sharing? Dive into the lives of women who redefine success and empowerment. Women Like Me. Stories and Business, the podcast that brings you up close with women from every corner of the earth. From entrepreneurs in bustling cities to authors in tranquil villages, these are the voices of resilience, innovation, and spirit. Join Julie Fairhurst as she explores the diverse experiences that shape their lives, offering insights and inspiration. Whether you're on your morning commute or a late night listener, tune in and be inspired by the power of women's stories. Now here is your host, Julie Fairhurst. Well, hello, everybody. I am just stoked, absolutely stoked, uh, who I have here with us today. So welcome to Conversations with Women Like Me. I am Julie Fairhurst. I'm the founder of the book program, Women Like Me, and I'm also the transformational story coach. And I help ladies get their stories out of their heads and out of their hearts uh, and their bodies and into a book. And our newest book is uh, Women Like Me, Healing and Acceptance. So we've got nine beautiful women who have written in this book. And today I'm here with Anna. Um, and, and Anna, is it Anna Awe? Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. So I am here today with Anna Awe. And Anna wrote in our newest book, Healing and Acceptance. And the title of her story, um, she's chapter five, if you want to find her people. Uh, and the ch- chapter of her story is called Forgiveness. This is a big word I don't understand. And I think that is just relatable to a lot of people who have gone through traumatic uh, events in their life. I just want to tell you a little bit about Anna, and then we're going to jump in with her. Uh, So Anna uh, came to Canada uh, back when she was just a young lady um, from Hong Kong, if I remember correctly. And uh, she works uh, for in Canada, and she has been involved in the nature and or, or sorry, natural and organic food industry. And uh, her current job is with the Quebec Organic Cheese and Butter Company as their Western account manager. And I love this. She's been given the name as the cheese lady. <laughs> so I just love that. She has uh, uh, two sons. She's a certified Zumba instructor, and she's on her way to getting certified to be a fitness instructor. So good for you. Uh, on weekends, Anna coaches Special Olympics five-pin bowling. Uh, her older son is one of the players. And on Friday nights, it's always date night uh, for Anna and her partner. Uh, and they lost their dog a year ago. But now they've adopted a kitten into their family. Uh, and Shelby is a bright boy with tons of character. Uh, she is still a cat newbie owner and has been told to be brave and to start with the ginger cat. Anna appreciates all the positive and wonderful people in her life. And she thanks God for all she has. Anna, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Lovely so, to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So, Anna, let's start with uh, my usual questions to to the writers and the books, which is, why did you decide you wanted to write your story? I was very inspired by the first Women Like uh, Me book 
um, by a coworker in the industry. And I really appreciated all the brave women's stories. And I actually had an idea thinking it's been 32 years at the time I read the story. And it's, it's time to write about something that I had gone through back in 89. And perhaps uh, some other women, men, anybody who would need help or be inspired. Like I was inspired by all the other stories I had read. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Well, thank and I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. As you know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh just get, you know, a lot of hard work to get these stories out. And sometimes I don't know if 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 people understand how difficult the emotional work is. So I appreciate you honoring the ladies. I think that was our founder book, our very first book, if I'm not mistaken. Was it the one Becky Becky Golding? Becky Golding, yes. That was our that was our founder book. So that was correct. And I have known Becky for a long time. Oh yes. I I work with her pretty much almost every other week, you know, just um emails and we would chit chat a little bit and it's amazing how you develop a friendship even through email or through work, you know. Um and so that's how we started. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. Okay. So you you came to Canada all by yourself. I mean, how brave. How old were you at that point? I was 22 years old. Wow. You brave young lady to to hop on a plane and come. Had you been to Canada before you came? No. Oh, very brave. Prior to... Coming here, uh, I had taken a flight to Thailand at age 20 with my mother. Oh, nice. And then from Hong Kong to Thailand, it was only a couple-hour flight. Yeah. yeah. And that was my second flight ever in my life at the time. Wow. It wow. was a big jet. It was a 747 jumbo yeah, jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big one. One-way ticket. <laughs> one-way ticket. <laughs> So you, there was no going back. Well, not within a year or within a couple of years. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. nope, that's it. No yeah. turning back. Yeah. And and so what was your reasoning for coming to Canada? Was it to go to school or? That's correct. Mm-hmm. I had always been wanted to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Hong Kong, um, I mean, I, I was a good student. I, I had good grades but not as competitive as a lot of other students. You had to be really super, super, super duper good to, to enter a college or, or in the British system, Form 7, and then got into a university or, or college. Uh-huh. And I, I was okay, so I went for college for a year, and I was at 19 at the time. And I had always wanted to be abroad, to go to university, and get a degree. And because I was volunteering um, at the YWCA in Hong Kong, and I had a lot of contacts with social workers at the time, helping variety of people aging from like young teens to 78 years old, you know, like wow. a big range of people. And I thought to myself, that is something I would like to pursue. So I had, you know, 
planned and saved some money. And um, at age 22, I decided to leave. And wow. I got accepted uh, by a college here, um, well, there in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and that's how it started. Wow. Well, you brave young lady. Absolutely. So in your story, you sort of jumped right in there. Um, and so you'd only been in Canada. Was it was it two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. You'd only been in Canada three weeks. And you decided one day that you were going to uh, you attended the Catholic Church. Was that correct? Correct. Because yeah. my birthday is on September 5th. It's always a long weekend. Oh, yeah. And on September 3rd, and there's one of the friends that we all met um, at the time we arrived. And it's his birthday with four or five friends get together at where my homestay, a place in Burnaby. So we had a little party and then off everybody went. And that was a Saturday night and Sunday on September 3rd. Being a good Catholic, I was like, no, no, no. And and my homestay family all left for vacation at the time. So I was oh. alone in the house. Oh, so okay. I knew my way was just down Canada way and to meet my godmother's aunt, which okay. had lived um, in that area. Yeah. But as I said, I never made it. Right, right. So you start off in your book uh, by saying, ouch. Did a rock fall from the sky and hit my head? Correct. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened? I was walking on Canada Way. And it's, it's a fairly big, you know, Canada, I don't, well, people from British Columbia, we know, you know, Canada Way. It's a busy probably. street. Yeah, it's a busy street. But on a Sunday yeah. morning, not as, as busy. And it's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning. I remember just dressed casually um, as a student. I was walking and all of a sudden I just felt, I, I, I honestly thought a big rock in my head because yeah. it's right in the back of my head. Yeah. And at the time, I, I didn't understand what happened. That's yeah. how it started. Yeah. And then, so you, so I mean, I would imagine that you would have been completely disorientated. Like all of a sudden, what's going on? I guess, thank, thank, thank goodness my father had put me into karate. Ah, yes. And, and always taught me to be very observant. Oh, okay. That's an English word I learned when I was very young. Yeah. Observant. In, 24-7. So yeah. I immediately jump into that mode. Stay awake. Whatever it was, stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. Glance around or whatever. Yeah. And so when did you realize what was actually happening? When he told me that do what you what I tell you or you're gonna die. Wow. And Pretty did much. he say that to you uh in the when he dragged you into the van or or on the sidewalk? He was dragging me into, it, it was uh, uphill, actually, a little bit uphill. Yeah. And then he turned right, and that is where he parked his van. Oh. And so he dragged me, and then I was told later, I and I can't remember who told me, could have been another so-called witness statement from, from the police saying yeah. someone actually saw that. 
but they thought it was a domestic. Oh. So they did, so they just thought, what can oh, I do? Just and a little, you know, thing. And a kiss. Probably, uh, yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, that's a lesson right there for people, isn't it? To just to yes. be more, and, and the word you use, observant. We observant. all need to be more observant of what we're seeing because it might right. not just be a little domestic. I yeah. really didn't literally see that coming. It was yeah. behind me. No, yeah. of course, of course, yeah. And so it it the thank goodness you did escape. And the the um although it was very very nasty what happened to you, uh, and you were injured quite badly. But it it lasted about thirty minutes. Give and take, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so was he trying to uh like bind you and then drive away or you were fighting so hard that he just he he dragged me into the van yeah I, I still remember that type of van I don't even know how to describe it I describe it like the the A team where, yeah where yeah. you know the guy drive that type of van not, yeah. not a paddy wagon I don't even know how to describe it. yeah so I understand it was sliding door he pushed me in and then he went back to the to the driver's seat and I didn't really put all the details in there. Basically, he asked me for my ID. Oh. Huh. Apparently, I was really at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Apparently, later on, I found out he had maybe a a fling with with someone looked like me, um, Asian descent, in a bar or something. And he had to look at my 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 ID. Well, at the time I, I, I was a student, so I had a yeah. remember whatever idea I had. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I gave it to him because I was I was disoriented but wasn't sure what's happening. But I knew I was in that type of van, already sort of scanning. And yeah. I, I still I was still new to, to the country, to the to the area, period. Right. But I remember it's a sliding door that got in my head. Yeah. Um, he drove it to a, I believe is Royal Royal Oak. That, that oh, okay. Top yeah. Royal Oak, and then yeah. from the top now it's all the uh, high rises and stuff. Royal Oak, and it's a hill again. Yeah. And well, I found out later, and he parked the van, and he came in. He tried to assault me, um, basically, he just covered me with the pillow. And that's when he said, you do everything, bitch, you know, or, or you're going to die. Yeah. These are the vivid words that I still remember. But yeah. I was still bleeding. I, I just not sure. Right. Of course. Of course. But luckily, you you were, well, well, let me just talk something, because I think this one part of your story, I find very um I just I wanted to chat with you about it because you said at one point you thought you were dying and you weren't sure if you had died. Correct. Yeah. Because um because I fought back. Right. I knew how to block, I knew how to do this. I used the rep the bar. He he hit me with I hit him back. Ah. I I hit him back. And so he was infuriated more. Yes. 
And so he basically using that to hit my right side of my face. Wow. And I I I I knew I had to put at one side at least. Yes. Yes. So and then to the point where I didn't feel any pain. Mm. And I thought I was going to die. Yes. That split second or I don't, I don't know how long it was. But in my head, I, I knew I was going to die. Wow. And that's, yeah. Yeah. But your karate came in handy. That was when I was still blocking. Yeah. But he was hitting. I, I, because yes. I couldn't see, right? My, right. My, it was all blood. Right. And it was just like Rocky. You think about Rocky, right? You're hitting yeah. and you're one, one side is like, you can't see, but right. you have one side and you still know, right? And yeah. then that was the time that, you know, I'm not dead yet. Yes. Because I was using my left hand block, I have my right hand. Yeah. And I, Grab my cross. Oh, and but then you got out. Somehow you got out of that. Van. I I was praying. I said, "Please come to me." Yeah. I didn't know how. I to this day I don't know how. You don't manage to push him or whatever. Blind is a bat at the time, and open the thing, just rush out. I could have been hit by a truck. I don't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so did he did he try to chase you or he just took off then? I don't remember. I don't know what he did at the time. Yeah. I remember yeah. that I could hear the first car didn't it just zoom by me. Wow. Didn't stop. I, I remember seeing some light because it was only like 10 o'clock, whatever. Like it was yeah. still, you know, like during the morning. Yeah. I, I could feel the, the, the brightness. Yes. And yeah. the honking. Yeah. And then I think he didn't come after me because cars are passing. Right. Right. He's right. trying to take. And when the van, the family who who saved me, yeah, and and the lady came came out. He she saw him, getting back in the van and go. Oh wow! And then she pretty much threw me right into the van. Wow. To get out of the road. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And so did they get his license number? Like, how did they, how did the police track him down? Do, did you ever find that out? I don't remember. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she gave a good description. They, they caught him within two hours or so. They, it was, they caught oh, him. That's good. Because oh. he's already done it before. Ah. Uh, oh. It just wow. got out not very long ago. He's yeah. had done it someone. Not maybe not as bad as me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, in Alberta, he's from Alberta. Yeah. Oh, he's from Alberta. Oh dear. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you spent a great deal of time recovery in the hospital. Twenty-one days. Yeah. Twenty-one days. Wow. And you know, when we were talking about writing, you writing your story, I remember you you were telling me about about that you didn't tell your parents what had really happened. No, I did not. No. And, and and so did you want to tell us why you didn't tell them? Sure. Um, I don't know at the time I felt shame. But I don't think it was shame. I think knowing 
the culture I, I came from, time I was brought up in Hong Kong, parents are very traditional, um, make sure that, you know, I got my education and I was pushed to the max and do everything the best. And it was wonderful. And never give up, no failure. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you fall down, you get up, go again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very grateful for that because my, my, my parents were like that, fighting mm-hmm. for their lives in China, moved to Hong Kong, and then we were born and had a better life. So they pushed to the max. They pushed us to the max that, then we could have a better life. So I think they're all in, in my head. And the last thing I wanted to happen was to, have them come over and then bring me back home. Ah. I wouldn't have, have had the, the opportunity to pursue what I had wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, he already had taken a lot of things away from me. He had no power over me mm-hmm. to have that taken away from me. I wouldn't allow that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all going through in my head at the time. and. I had taught, I, I, I was okay to communicate with the social worker at the, at the, at the, at the hospital to contact my sister, uh, who was living in San Francisco, which uh, is only an hour and a half away. Yeah. I said, please call her, have her come over. Yeah. So, and they let my parents know and I begged her to, um, really Play down, like you know, don't 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 say the whole whole thing. Just you know, pretty much not not the severity of of the accident. Yeah, not the whole truth. You know, just yeah. say I was attacked, I fought back, I I was hospitalized, but I got better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And because my sister came and did that, they didn't come. Ah. Uh. It costs a lot of money to come to, and, and oh, of course, that, right? And of and course. then I say, hey, you know, and and it's okay. And they knew how brave I always had been at the time. Yeah, I mean, that. So they were proud of me. Yeah, and you weren't alone because you had your sister there. Yeah. So that must have been some uh, comfort to your parents. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, in hindsight, I felt like I used my sister because I. I didn't grow up with her and I really didn't mm-hmm. know her that well. But yeah. um, at one point I was very good with her. And so yeah. she would do anything for me. I know. that. Uh, uh, well, that's, uh, you know, when people come to our aid in times of need and trouble, that shows love and commitment, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you, because being in the country by yourself and your host family's on vacation and this horrible horrible experience that you had gone through is it's so great that that you had her that was able to come because if not you would have been alone yes yeah wow and so so um so he went to jail yes he was sentenced to life wow with no chance of parole for whatever years i can't remember right right (laughs) wow wow so so how did you, you know, how did you, because you were married or married, you have two sons, you've got a great career. So how did you 
you know, how did this not beat you down? How did you, how did you rise above this, this uh, horrific thing that happened to you? I just knew I had to move on because mm-hmm. there's no crying over stale milk. Very first phrase I, I learned. Um, I never shed a tear. Wow. As painful physically and psychologically, failure wasn't a choice for me. Mm-hmm. And and I think crying over it, it shows um, weakness. Mm-hmm. Which I I didn't allow myself to to do, mm-hmm. and at the mm-hmm. time, I had some friends, and as I said in my chapter, it's like an elephant in the room. You no, know, Anna was so brave. Anna's always been the core of the group. They almost maybe felt intimidated to even ask. Uh-huh. So there's a big elephant. But nobody talked about it. Nobody uh, to this day talked about it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it didn't happen. It's like it didn't happen. Yeah, and so I'm just I, I'm just curious because that's a that's an interesting uh, again observation <laughs> that you made for sure because. Um, do you think it was just hard for them not to say anything, or it was it was just was that energy coming from you saying, we're not talking about this. Don't even go there, people. Like, was it you, do you think? Or or was it they just didn't know how to approach you or what to say? All of the above. All of the above, yeah. And also, it's a culture thing again. Mm. Shove it under the rug, you know. If it's not needed, keep going. Yeah. Now, also, I was the one who kept going and never shed a tear, didn't talk about it. It it could have been from me too. I I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we all are different people and we all have different coping mechanisms. And, and uh, I think, you know, what do you like? uh, I'm a bit like you, like, what what are you going to do? Like, I'm not going to, you know, I I mean, I have never experienced what you have experienced. So I don't want to say that I know what I would do, because I guess I don't really, but I would assume that I would be similar to you saying, well, you know, what am I going to do? Like, let's just carry on. I can't change what happened. No, you know, and I had too many things to deal with my injuries, my studying and, and everything you know it just a lot yeah. and the grieving part is not it wasn't as important yes yeah because yeah. I had so, other things to do yeah yeah so your the, the title of your book is again forgiveness or not your book I'm sorry your chapter forgiveness this is a big word I don't understand do you still not understand that word I still don't no I understand yeah. the terminology or definition. Yeah. Um, as I as I wrote in a chapter, it's just because it's been so long, I don't remember a lot of details. Yeah. Or I try to block them. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, do I feel safe 
or not safe now that he's halfway out or I still got calls from victim services mm. or am I still angry that all these dental work still recover is still reoccurring that they don't reimburse me I don't know so mm. every little bit of disappointment will trigger a lot of things uh. so am I going to just I forgive him well, what does that mean Right. Just because I don't think about him, don't right. think about what happened, or just I get past it. Right. And I and I give you a, a a a quick example. My mother, my mother is ninety years old, and he's in a care home in in Richmond. Growing up, and and all these years, she was miserable, because she was kind of paranoid, and she always thought people were going out to get her. She was miserable mm. and she developed dementia. The last two years, I have never seen her sleep that well, eat that well, and happy. Might not remember my name, but love seeing my face. Now, what happened there? To me, she simply doesn't remember a thing. Yeah. Maybe it's a yeah. blessing to her. I don't yeah. know. But it right. really has opened my eyes. It's like, I still don't understand that word. Yeah. Do I hate that guy? Well, hate is a very, very harsh word. And yeah. I, I try not to use that word, you know, yeah. um, because I simply don't even know that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know him at all. No. I had a picture of his recent picture, whatever. Doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand the word forgiveness. And I guess if I'm kind to everybody, maybe he's included. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh. So towards the end of your story here, um, you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you talk about courage, uh, fear, forgiveness, healing. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just going to grab a little sip of water here. And you say here that um, that uh, it it took over 20 years for you to start seeing a trusted psychologist. So it took over 20 years for you to actually go and seek help. Was it because you needed it or you just felt that you needed to deal with stuff? Okay. Um, For the first few years, I was asked, hey, Anna, you really should go to see a counselor. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time. I I really didn't have time. The only time I had, I was taking five courses and and the only day I was off, I had to go for my dental the whole day. And so I really had no time. Plus, I tried a couple of them and no offense. I just half an hour, I, I walked out because I couldn't communicate with that person or I don't like people put a clock right in front of me and it's time's up. I, I just couldn't deal with it. Yeah. And so um I just gave up and I'm like, nope. And then I was just busy. And maybe I hadn't met anyone that mm-hmm. I could trust or Yeah. And I'm not trying to be to sound arrogant. <laughs> I no. really don't I am not. Yeah. Almost like that counselor has to be at my level my level of course or or better like if if i feel like really 
then how am I going to be trusting that counselor? And then no offense. And it's a very personal thing. And, and yes. I just don't want to waste money and time. Yes. And mm-hmm. until I met someone, um, it was good. And then, but then at the time I had to leave. Mm. And so I met another really good one here in Edmonton. Oh, good. Oh, good. Play a few times. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, I don't think there's anything arrogant about it. I think that that we all connect with certain people. And if we're going to be sharing such intimate details of our lives, uh, we definitely need to feel that we're connected and on the same level as the person that we're, we're hoping we're going to get some help with. Um, or it's just not going to work. So no, I com- completely understand how that would happen. So how's your life now? How are things going for you? As good as I get. Um, I have two beautiful adult sons. And we decided to move here almost 18 years ago from BC to Alberta because um, my two sons have autism. So it's it's better service, better life, and I never look back. And um, I have a very uh, loving partner. We've been together for almost 10 years. Um, Everything's going well. Good. Yeah, just life is good. Life is good. Good. So in closing, Anna, you know, do you have any words of wisdom to anybody who's listening that might be just have experienced trauma, but yet they, you know, they're like you, they don't understand the word forgiveness, but yet maybe it's causing them difficulties in their life. Sure. One thing I thought about myself all these 30, the past 33 years, anything I would have had done it differently. Um, I would say is really, be yourself because everyone is different. Um, everyone goes through trauma, goes through life differently. And there's no one set ways of doing things or being a victim or being a survivor. Um, be yourself. And then when you, when you feel you need help, seek help. Mm-hmm. And it could be someone simple as a neighbor, simple as your sister, or if people mm-hmm. um, are afraid to talk to you, and that's okay because um, a different type of trauma will affect different people. And just, um, I would just say, be yourself because that's how I was at the time. And would I have done it differently? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. I. I think that's wonderful, really. It it makes complete sense. Sometimes, you know, I think maybe sometimes people feel that, oh, I should do this because I'm being encouraged to do this, or I should do that, or why didn't I do this? But really, you're you're so right. We're all individuals. We're all different people. And we have to do what's right for us at that time in that stage of our life as, as we progress. So I I, I love your message and, and I agree. I agree with it for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anna. I am, 
I'm just so thankful that you had uh, given me the honor of getting to know you and having you write in the book. Um, and uh, I will have to say thank you to Becky for uh, Becky Golding, who wrote in our mm-hmm. first book for giving us or you the encouragement. And and I hope that 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 others who listen to this and read your story, uh, that they will have, um, you know, that they will be encouraged to maybe step up and write their story or write a whole book or, you know, whatever they need to do. And and uh and and have the the courage and the inspiration because i know i know people listening to this will be inspired and reading your story will be inspired by you and and you know the the interesting thing i find uh doing this work is that i will never know how many people women or men have had their life touched or changed uh by the stories that we tell uh, and uh, and the words of wisdom that we give. And so the same with you, you know, we may get a message here and there from someone thanking you, but 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 we will never know the full impact. But I I know in my heart that that your story will have a large impact on many, many people who hear uh, on actually everybody who hears it, because you don't need to be you don't need to go through, you know, trauma to understand and uh and 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 I think even talking about you know the elephant in the room to me that is that was very helpful just to for people who maybe are dealing with other people who have trauma so a thousand thank you Anna seriously thank you so much I appreciate you being here so oh one last thing this is where Anna's story is it's in the book okay Healing and Acceptance, Women Like Me, Volume 6. So if anyone wants to get the book uh, and read Anna's story, uh, we would all be very grateful for you to do that. So thank you again, Anna, and we'll talk thank soon. Thank you. Why do so many of our listeners come back? Because every story shared here sparks a light within. Your presence and time mean the world to us as we build a community brimming with inspiration and empowerment. Each episode... We dive into stories that resonate, celebrate achievements, and tackle challenges, all while fostering a supportive network. Remember, you're not just a listener. You're part of our community. Can't wait to have you back for more stories that inspire. Until next time, keep thriving and supporting one another.